When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Sinker and Tim Hyde from Blue and Gold live on YouTube right after Notre Dame 45, Wake Forest 7. We're going to talk about all aspects of this game in today's show, so appreciate everyone who's watching live with us, watching back on YouTube, or listening to the podcast uh, version of this video yeah, if you're watching live with us or watching back, of course, hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel for more content. So, yeah, Tim, we'll just just go right to the game. Irish win by 38. Um, tell me, uh, tell me what you think about the game. Oh yeah, I mean, just a couple of little quick notes here. Um, obviously, it's a sloppy game to get rolling, and then obviously their talent just over overtakes over the course of 60 minutes. A lot like the pit game. Um, you know, that's. That's that's okay. I mean, that's what you expect in games like this. Just a couple of little quick notes I did running up here to get this show rolling was obviously, you know, the heart. I mean, Hartman was unbelievable versus his old buddies. I wrote down high five and guys were probably, I mean, you saw him smiling a bunch when he's at the line of scrimmage because guys were probably calling checks and things like that. Probably his old calls. I thought that was pretty fun defense. I mean, how do you hold the team to seven and you look like you were sloppy the whole game, right? It was just, it was it was just a sloppy game, missed tackles, blah, blah, blah. And you hold the team to seven points, and what did Wake get? Maybe 200 yards? I haven't even seen the total stats yet. But uh, it was just one of those odd games. No turnovers until that first play of the third quarter. Gave him Notre Dame a quick touchdown, and just, boom, second half was dominant after that. Really excited about the offensive line. I mean, a couple of mistakes. The one pressure right before halftime was a twist. Wake ran and Coogan and Billy Shroud kind of just the way they passed it off wasn't clean, but you're going to get that when you got five guys starting for the first time. The one tackle for loss where Estimate gets crushed in the backfield. The D tackle is clearly, clearly Ashton Craig's guy. And because Coogan's like, what the hell are you doing? That's your guy. And Craig just shoots to the middle linebacker. Hey, first rule and inside zone and duo, you block the down guys. But that's going to be a learning thing. Kudos, Mike. Last two points. Wide receiver stepped up. I mean, a lot, you know, a lot of big plays out of the wide receivers today. And we'll get yep. into that. And then how about the two? How about the players of the game? Two yep. six-year, how about two 60-year seniors? Everyone wants to talk about Hartman. Baptiste, a six-year player. Another guy who's played a ton of football. Those guys were outstanding. So I, I just found that interesting on senior day. You get the two uh, one-year rentals at DN and quarterback. I thought those two guys played outstanding. So uh, roll from there. Look forward to questions and just get flowing on this game and get ready for Stanford next week. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's like Notre Dame's offense. It's, it's it was this this game felt the same as the Pitt game. Pretty much, it's like it's sloppy early on. It's it's slow, but once they get rolling, they get rolling. Um, great start. Uh, Tim was interesting. Horrible end to the first half. Fantastic start to the third uh, yes. quarter. Do you want to talk about those? You know, kind of those two aspects well, of the game. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, obviously the big sack. You know, they, uh, you know, they just. I mean, they were just attacking JD and Maris. I mean, they might as well just been in a three point stance in the A gap all game. Those guys are just attacking all game. The two minute drive was just perfect until they got down there at the end, and um, it was just one of those. It's funny because people are probably yelling at the TV, oh, just, you know, don't throw it, don't catch it. But if you take the sack, the clock's right. It was one of those odd situations at the end of the, of the game. I thought the whole first half there was about 
and we'll, and we'll get in that two minute drive. Uh, I got some good notes on that. But I thought Hartman was frustrated every time you you seem to show you know they seem to show him in the first half. He seemed frustrated. Either his wristband. I think the one of the calls at the end of the first half was wrong on the wristband. And it was, you know, if you saw, I think that's when they called the timeout. He's looking around wristband. He's like, what the hell's going on here? So, and he's pointing probably to one of the guys signaling in, like he signaled the wrong damn thing in. So that was a mistake. Then they have to burn what a timeout after that, because the clock runs down again. It was just a whole three, you know, three play segment of just an absolute mess down there that, uh, you know, luckily they got a field goal. You give it a two drive game, a two touchdown or two score game, excuse me. And then the first play of that third quarter, boom, extend it. And then just the barn door opened up and they just dominated the rest of the game. But uh, I thought Hartman was frustrated. They did on the, on the one where they got with the downs, I think the missed field goal on third down, he's trying to hit phase on phase on, you know, he's running a post. It's like, man. So you could tell he was talking to someone there too about a signal. It seemed like the old first half and the second half, wasn't a lot of signals. It looked like they called the play and they ran it, and um, and, and went from there. But um, one, uh, you know, last thing, you know, if if there's any questions and things of that nature, get going. Is we talked we talked in our Friday show. I really want to get into this about balance, and I charted the heck out of this today. First half, nine passes, six yards. Four out of the six runs were positive, meaning four plus yards. First and on on the passing, the same thing. They're about 50-50. The second half, Mike, uh, I, I just started the Hartman. He had eight first down plays, two runs, all positives, and all six passes were completed, including the touchdown at the end. So all first down plays. And then I'm sure, uh, lastly, I'll throw this out for people to think about and ask questions and talk is, dude, you want to talk about play action? I think that's all they did. They, they did rollouts, boot, play action. I charted three play action touchdowns, I believe. E, yeah, easy, easy, easy. I'll have to look at my notes. I'll probably 10 RPOs thrown in this game, including a nice one from Angeli. His first pass with the floor is fumble. was a hell of an RPO pass. And obviously his touchdown was a play action. You know, faking the inside run in the A-gap, boom, hits the corner. So. If uh, <laughs> I was laughing uh, during the game, because obviously Parker's press conference, as we know, Mike, he kind of said, hey, I know what's being said out there in the press. So they went overkill today with, with play. They, they ran more play action today than probably the entire season put together. So I, I found it, that interesting. Yeah. Is it a bad take for me to be like, I don't love that they just like overcorrected here because like it just kind of shows to me that. Maybe they care about their press clippings too much. I don't know. But, hey, it it, it worked today. I'm glad it did. And, um, yeah. It's also, so, yeah. you know, in, in a quick 12 seconds on this, is it's also the style of D you play. Wake is a quarters man. So you're going to get a lot of outside man. And the play actions they did took advantage of that. Of yeah. Going deep shots, knowing the safeties are going to have to chase and cross and things of that nature. Where Clemson – is a straight man free, keep a dude in the middle of the field, right. play the quarterback's eyes and flow with he Clemson always had a guy deep. So that's just two little uh you know types of defenses you get with play action passes. Okay. So kind of in the first eight minutes here, we've done an overarching, you know, or you know, maybe some like some kind of quick thoughts on the game. And then we're gonna dive deeper into some of the specifics. I think we have a lot to discuss about the receivers. But Tim, like when you think about Notre Dame 45, Wake Forest 7, is there anything like really to take away from this game? I mean, the season is what the season is. Um, we expected Notre Dame to win this game pretty handily. We expect them to do the same on the road um, at Stanford next week. But is there anything like that you can really take away? It's like, look, Notre Dame's not playing. Obviously, in the playoff, they're not going to play in a New Year's Six Bowl. So. I get that some fans might have tempered uh, excitement right now, but for you in this game, Tim, is there anything you can kind of take away from it? I mean, it's one more win. It's a lot better to have a shot at winning nine games next week, 10 in a bowl than it is, you know, playing in the independence bowl, Bob Davey, 1997 with seven wins. So that's a, you know, that's just my quick 12 second reaction off of that. Um, 
No, I mean, it's, I mean, first off, it's Notre Dame football. So when you go against teams you're better than, go beat them. I think that's a big thing this year is that they have beaten those guys. Um, they lost to Louisville. Louisville is Louisville was their Alamo. I mean, let's just be honest. That was an ambush. But also Louisville is number 10 in the country and playing in the ACC title game. They clinched it today in a heck yeah. of a game against Miami. Obviously, Ohio State is playing for a playoff shot next week against Harbaugh and uh, you know, and the Cheaters, Cheaters in Ann Arbor, and, you know, all that. Get, Matt, God, don't get me rolling, man. Unbelievable. And then um, Clemson's Clemson. I don't know. I, how did Clemson do? I have not checked any scores in the 330 game, so I don't know what's happening. So I don't know if Clemson's up or whatnot, but Clemson was kind of a revenge game. When you look at it, Clemson's up 17 in the fourth quarter as we are live. Is that North Carolina and Drake May? Yeah. You know, so Clemson's probably going to end eight and four, win a bowl game, nine and four, you know, and uh, they're going to be, they're going to be kicking themselves. They fumbled away multiple games this year that they had. So, you know, it's nine and three. You and I talked a week, two weeks ago, Vegas was eight, eight point five. They were 8.5 last year, and they won eight. They're going to be 8.5 this year, probably beat Stanford, win nine. So, yeah, it's not a playoff team, and I think we're always going to look back at this season and just punch ourselves in the gut about Ohio State. It's going to be the Ohio State game because that kind of just opened the door to other things down the road. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to dive into the receivers in a second. Got a couple of super chats. Tim D says, uh, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Cole Beasley, you know, some of their heights and um, not the biggest guys. And he says, Jordan Faison, 5'10", 175 pounds. Let's officially nickname him the squirrel. Um, you'll have to talk to J- Jordan about that. Uh, but I, Tim, he was great today. Um, let me pull up the stats. Um, th- four catches on five targets for 39 yards and the touchdown. It's a nice ball that was thrown to him on that, uh, you know, that play action to end the game. I forget who threw it, um, but uh, yeah, I'm yeah. kidding. No, no, I, no. I think I remember who threw it. No, no, uh, but Tim, no. thank you for the super chats. Uh, but yeah, you look good. I mean, um, I want to dive into the, the receiver play, but yeah, it was, it was pretty good tonight. Yeah, I mean, someone just put Bob in the chat, just put, uh, you know, Joey Getherall. Exactly. He, he's a guy, even his punt, his punt return went for four yards four or five yards, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to break this. And he, he just, when he gets the ball in his hands, doesn't it feel like something's going to happen? He looks yeah. like a 1,000 miles an hour compared to Chris Tyree, who gets a bubble screen and gets destroyed by eight guys because there's just no ability to, to make a cut. And it always seems that way, um, you know, not to jump on Tyree. You know, he had one early in the game. He didn't, I mean, the first play of the game goes right through his hands on a quick out. It seems like every time Faison touches it, something's going to happen. So, freshman, great. I mean, yeah, I mean, you'll get into it. I don't know what the stats are again. I haven't looked down, but great house. Most That's the most healthy that dude's played yeah. in six games, it looks like. And he got targeted. I think I said the other night on our show, the last three games, he leads the team in, in snaps as a receiver with no catches. He hasn't even been, you know, he hasn't caught a pass in three games. Then today, obviously, he had a nice day. So, um, Flores, 100 yards. Holy crap. Yeah. Mike, Mike, do you know, everybody, uh, Rico Flores is the first, first 100-yard receiver since uh, Austin in the Fiesta Bowl. And then in the regular season, Stanford, the last game of 2021. So, kudos to Rico for breaking this streak. At the receiver position, right? Because tight ends had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Notre Dame has nothing but tight ends that get 100 yards. So uh, Evans and Mayer. But seriously, for Rico to get 100 yards, finally, a wide receiver with 100 yards. That is awesome. Awesome to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, Trash with the $2 Super Chat is Wake Forest like our senior day team. I, I don't understand the Super Chat. Is it as far as... I mean, I mean the senior bowl, you know what? Since the Brian Kelly 2.0, they've they've kind of hammered everybody. Before it used to be a train wreck, an emotional nightmare every senior bowl. Notre Dame has lost a lot of senior bowls, uh, some famous ones out there. So since 2017, everyone just go back to the schedule. They're all blowouts. I mean, the last two years, BC and Georgia Tech shutouts. So Wake scoring today is the only touchdown. 
Notre Dame defense has given up in three years in a senior a senior game. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, Flores had the fumble, but, I mean, otherwise he was great. Phase on, great house. Uh, Jaden Thomas played a little bit. I don't – I didn't see him until the third series, but it was good to see him. Like, clearly he's still not 100%, yeah. but – yeah, great house has been dinged up. It was good to see him. Eli Raritan uh, with the with the touchdown reception of 19 yards. He had three receptions for 39 yards and a score. Oh, Merriweather, a little uh 35 yard touchdown on a post. We like to see that. That's why we're not bailing on him yet here at Blue and Gold. Um we're we're yeah, we just I mean he needs confidence and um the coach is clearly trusting him. He started today. I mean, he was yep. out there with the first team, and Jack Sobel of Blue and Gold tweeted out before the game. He was like, Merriweather is warming up like he is the starter. Um, so I think that was really good to see. Just, Tobias, like, just continue the grind, bro. Just, like, continue the grind. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Believe in the process. Because clearly, Tim, the coaches haven't given up on him. I mean, did he lose yeah. some playing time the past couple of games? Yes. Um, but not not today. So um, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, he sees the light at the end of the tunnel here. And that, uh, no, I mean, those are great points. And all this constant chatter from fans, like, oh, he's transferring, dump him, blah, blah, blah. He is only a sophomore. There's been a lot of freshmen to sophomores, guys that have risen up, had great sophomore years. And then there's been some like McKinley who don't do it, who is a top 75, 80 player in America who doesn't play till his fifth year. Um, Tobias, you're right, Mike. Tobias, they obviously do trust. Even with his limited playing time, you know, I mean, have they taken his reps away? Let's just say they've taken some of his reps away in the last, you know, couple games. He's still out there. He was out there at the last drive against Clemson last week. So he is out there in key moments. And seeing him run that, and that was perfect once again. It was quarters coverage. Uh, the, the safety had to hold on holding stays. How about that? Because he runs up up to eight plus yards, that safety's got to sit on him on quarters. Boom! They hit the post. It was man on. It was one on one coverage. Corners outside leverage. Easy to beat him. So um, it was that was awesome to see. Uh, the Jaden, I texted you right away, Mike. Seriously, that Jaden Greathouse play. Yeah, was, it was just electric. The you know the slot bend route, the deep over route, just the way he hit that and ran. It was good to see because we haven't seen that in six games i mean seriously six games since we've seen it i mean i mean we, you know you and i keep talking about him on wednesday nights is i mean he was on a pace for a freshman i'll be a freshman all-american he was having a hell of a first month yeah. than the hammy and then it just it's not healthy enough so for him to catch it and run like he did that's awesome that's awesome yeah. for him flores phase on mike this is three true frosh you love to see it man Wild, and then Tobias is. I know he's not a redshirt freshman, but he technically is with how much right. he's left. Yeah, I love it. Um, Chris Allen with a five dollar super chat says, um, "Start the Angeli for Heisman Fund 2024." Go Irish, Chris. We're going to come back to your super chat um, in just a moment. Um, but uh, the Notre Dame football season, uh, the home slate might be winding down. Uh, but there's still plenty of sporting events that you guys can go to. And um, not only sporting event, but, um, you know, music, comedy, theater. I mean, these are things that you're going to be going to. And when you need tickets, go to GameTime.co. Not GameTime.com, GameTime.co, because that ticket buying process can be stressful. You find the event you want to go to. You get the seats. Uh, you go through the ticket purchasing process. Um, especially if you are buying a ticket at the last minute, these things can, um, you know, be a little stressful, but you know, gametime.co takes out the stress. Um, so head to their website for a fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, theater near you with killer last minute ticket deals. So you can get relaxed and get hyped for that fun that you're going to have. And when you use the promo code BGI, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. And they will guarantee that you'll get the lowest price or they'll refund you 110%. You don't need to plan a month in advance since they have deals right up to game time. Snag the tickets without the stress 
With Game Time, download the app, create an account, make sure you use that promo code BGI for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Terms apply. All right. Uh, Trash said, I meant we play Wake on Senior Day all the time. 12, 15, 17, 2023. Okay. Yeah. 12, yeah. 12 was Manti Teo. Yeah. 15. Elko was the 17. Yeah. When uh, when they played. Hartman did not play in 17, I don't think. But could have been, right? I'm joking. He no. He, play, was... he did not play in 17. No. I think you <laughs> – was he a class of 2018 recruit, yeah, I believe? Yeah. 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 yeah, that's, yeah. A long, that's a long way away. But – um. Yeah, no, no, great, great point, Trash. I, I knew I knew about the Manti one. I think 15 yeah, yeah. was like 45-35, like a shootout, right? Or is that 17? It was one of those years it was just a crazy shootout-type game, and then obviously today. So, um, yeah, Wake is not – I mean, Wake's got a, a lot of injuries. I watched them against North Carolina earlier in the week, and that's when I was like, yeah, they're going to struggle. I think my score prediction was a 33-13, 35-13, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah I – I felt Wake would struggle. Thought Notre Dame would play sloppy a little bit, which we saw. Um, like, I mean, hell, they start the game three and out for crying out loud. So, and uh, and roll from there. And then they had the other three and out after the onside kick. Hey, unbelievable job with the onside kick. They get the ball, but then that was just a some screw up. And um, well, actually, they run the ball three times. I mean, let me take two steps back here and twice today. Which I, I mean, I mean, we'll, I mean. We'll dive into this down the road, but twice today on third and medium, third and long, they run, they run pain on third down. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Throw the ball. I mean, Hartman's obviously clicking, and twice today they run the ball. I thought that was just exhausting to watch twice, where you take Estime out and you give it to your third down back. I don't know. I, I don't get this rotation, but hey, who the heck am I? Right? It's game eleven. It is what it is. Uh, so yeah, going back to uh, Chris Allen's super chats. See, the thing about Angeli that I'm loving is I've been around long enough to see kind of the ebbs and flows of this. Right now, when we get on, the entire chat's just like Angeli's the man, Angeli's the man. The second Angeli struggles next year, if he does start, everyone's gonna be like, "How dare Notre Dame ever start him? Who made this decision? Fire that person!" Um, football. Yeah, exactly. Notre Dame football. <laughs> um, you know, throw out, you know, the uh, uh I shouldn't throw out the logic, but we'll just use the emotion. But uh, I, I know I, Chris I, is kind of saying this, uh, you know, with a winky face, but uh, he did was, look good, Tim. Three of three, 36 yards and a touchdown. Um, I mean, the quarterback play was just really good for Notre Dame tonight. Um, but uh, oh, man, yeah, looks calm, cool, and collected yeah. as always. Yeah, and I was bummed with fours is the fumble, even though defense held them. But it was like, oh, man, he great catch. You get the mojo going because, you know, they were going to let in jelly. I felt like throw that because they had plenty of time, like 11 minutes left yeah. in the fourth. And you felt that was you know going to be just and jelly go out there because this whole starting offensive lines out there. Which I like. I know some people don't. I like the fact those guys are just keep working. It's almost like a mindset to keep those guys out there and just keep grinding and and working away, especially to get estimate over a hundred yards, I thought was huge. But um, yeah, I thought, I mean, he's really, really good at those, you know, the quick outs, you know, the RPO, you know, slinging that thing real quick. It's, it's a lot like Jack Cohn. I mean, those are a lot of the throws that Jack Cohn really did um, those, those types of games. So obviously the next phase to see Steve is doing is, is the down the field shots, the attack things we saw, obviously the, you know, the corner route to, uh, to phase on there for the touchdown and just keep, you know, just keep growing, keep evolving. He's got a lot of reps. He's about like four games this year now, right? I think solid. More. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, he got, I mean, the last drive. Like really he's actually thrown. Yeah. The Navy one was, it killed, you know, cause they had all those yards, but you got Tennessee state pit today. So really three, but three true games. I could be missing one more, but I don't think so. Sure, he played against Central Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah he had yeah. a touchdown to Price. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Central Michigan. So four, Wait, or that might have been Tennessee State. I can't remember, but go ahead, Tim. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. Central Michigan. He, he threw a couple passes. That's four solid fourth quarter reps that he's gotten, and those things are huge because we all know as Notre Dame fans and all that. We talk about this all the time. There's been tons of games in the past which 
hasn't been that way where they just, you know, they haven't been able to get the the backup in and play this much in the fourth quarter. So that's, you know, that's been huge to see, but uh, no, I mean, he's, he's been efficient. He's been solid. Freeman wants to bring in a fourth quarterback. Who's that going to be? That's going to be the mystery, right? The mystery behind door number six as we figure all this out, but um, it's going to be an interesting quarterback battle and CJ Carr's coming. So it's, it's going to be a wild, wild winter hearing about their news, you know, the seven on seven that they're doing. And then spring ball is just going to be rocking at quarterback. Yep. We'll have uh, plenty of off season storylines. That much is for sure. And then I think after the, I had a really good comment in my recruiting show Friday morning with Kyle Kelly, someone asked like, Mike, can you do like a, like a, a show where you guys talk about like transfer needs and stuff like that. So Tim, I think that'd be fun. Maybe after Stanford game that Wednesday, we'll, we'll do that. So um, and quick, some housekeeping things. Uh, Goolsby and I will be live 7 p.m. Eastern on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel Sunday. Uh, and then uh, the next live show after that will be Wednesday nights. Uh, wait, two, Tuesday. Can we do Tuesday, Tim? Did I think I texted you about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll solidify that here in the next. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I'll need to do Tuesday night. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We'll uh, yeah, I do tie giving um, with my uh, with one set of my in laws on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, we could do tie giving the day before Thanksgiving. Um, so uh, yes, uh, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, of course, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. If you are just joining us, uh. $5 super chat from Trash. He says, why is media bias with our injuries? Our wins get downplayed. Our losses mean we're overhyped. Broadcast never mentions them. Makes me sick. Is it? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, I mean, number one, they're not, they're not out there supporting Notre Dame. They're not going to, I mean, did, did Notre Dame even get mentioned today on college game day? I was busy with I my doing a few uh, things. I, I usually fast forward just to see a couple little blurbs here and there. I don't watch it from start to finish, but, um, I mean, it's like, it, I mean, I don't even know if they even got mentioned today because they're out of sight, out of mind, so to speak. So, heck, they didn't even talk about Michigan until two hours and six minutes into the show for crying out loud. So, and they're the talk of college football. So, if you want to talk about media bias, how about that uh, towards Michigan? But um, that's twice I've mentioned Michigan. Look at that. I'm trying to Tim, do you want? That. Do you have something to say, Trash? Thank you for the five. Do you have something you want to say about Michigan? Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll get into that. Let it rip, Tim. Let it rip. No, I want to know. Let it rip. There, I mean, there's plenty. I mean, we'll get into that down the road. But okay. um, yeah, as far as media, I don't. I mean, there. I mean, they don't give a damn about Notre Dame unless it's gonna suit them for playoff bids and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay. Thoughts on the defense? We didn't really talked about that unit too much. I mean, solid. Um, I think after the first quarter, Wake Forest had negative four yards yeah, offensively. Was... No, yeah, no, no, no. What do you think about the defense today? What was yeah? I mean, what were the their final stats? I mean, rushing the ball though, they got some they gashed Notre Dame a handful of times today, which was it was, and that's why I see frustrating. Like, oh my god, how's that guy? It almost felt like watching that Stanford running back last year just chew up yards here and there against them. So that was a little frustrating to watch. But it was, I mean, Notre Dame just played straight man free, attack like crazy, blitz like wild men. If you don't have a proper fit, like the touchdown run. Everyone goes underneath every block, and there's a huge lane right there. The guy cracks DJ Brown. Anytime you get a corner crack, the corner is supposed to sit outside, which is Benjamin Morrison. He sinks too far, and the guy runs right by DJ and and Morrison on that. But uh, no, it was that, that's why I was like, I've, I've coached in games like this where it's sloppy, and then you dominate. So it makes no sense. At the end of the day, they did what they had to do. They forced a lot of punts, stopped them on some fourth downs. Overall, it was a solid, you know, solid game. Baptiste was an animal. Uh, yeah, one, I, to... I, I think our best run of the game, Howard Cross is literally like eight hands on him, getting just ripped his jersey off, and there's no flag, but um, as life goes. But solid game, once again, defensive numbers this year are just outstanding, just absolutely outstanding. Now, I know it's Stanford, but it's on the road. And the Notre Dame team has been sloppy on the road this year. So they have got to put some ice water on their faces, wake up and carry this home the way they play at home on the road for at least one damn game this year. And that's next week. How about New Mexico State beating Auburn 31 to 10? What in God's name? 
How? Are you serious? 21 points, Tim. I'm not joking. Look at this. 31 to 10. What? What? And that's not even – that's an SEC team not playing a FCS school today, which everyone in America – At home. The week before, they beat Arkansas 48 to 10 on the road. And Arkansas is not very good, but – Holy moly. I mean, I'm I'm not – you had to look it up. I got to see it. Hey, New Mexico State, Mike, nine and three, going bowling. Going bowling. That is uh, college football at its finest right there. Wow. And it wasn't even like a last-second walk-off. It was just a beatdown. Well, um, New Mexico State did score 14 points in the fourth quarter. Still, 31. Hey, take it. It's wow. New Mexico State. It's New Mexico yeah. State. Take it. That's what I hate. How about that? Um, college football, yeah, college football is amazing. Yeah, who would you say would, was the best defensive player for the Irish today? Oh, I mean, I mean, Baptiste, like I told you, it's like the six-year, you know, one-year rental out there has played his tail off this year. He was – I thought he was – I didn't know what to think of him early on, but it was that Ohio State game. Once that Ohio State game came, boom, he's been outstanding the rest of this season. So uh, he, he, he was lights out. Obviously, J.D. made some big plays. It was just – it was nothing spectacular other than, you know, a couple, you know, one-on-one type of plays here and there guys made. But Baptiste with the the block, the sack, had a huge tackle for loss on a run play. So, I mean, he really stood out in that – in the first half. The first half when that game was tight and whatnot. Yeah, like someone said Riley – yeah, Riley Mills was solid. Interior, they're, they were good. You know, some of the, the runs, the gas runs is just over blitzing, running by some guys. Those are a few things I saw live. All right, we, uh, we got, you got a super chat. We will get to un momento. Uh, we are going um, to hear from our sponsors over at Irish Realty. Um, so, folks, if you are looking for that ticket to experience Notre Dame all year long, um, irishrealty.net is a website that you're going to want to check out. There's a new era of men's basketball. There's the top 10 ranked women's hoop program. Of course, you have Marcus Freeman of the Fighting Irish on the gridiron. You got hockey, baseball, that NCAA championship lacrosse team. So Irish Realty um, is the market leader, whether you're looking for a condo, townhouse, or second home in Notre Dame country. Check out the affordable Eddie Square townhomes, three-story units starting in the mid-300s, Brennan's View luxury condos uh, near Eddie Square or Echo Villa, Echo's Villas, four and five-bedroom upscale retreats, and don't miss the Bell uh, Terre visit. Villas, um, a new community just north of campus, whether it's for pure enjoyment or an investment opportunity, Irish Realty has you covered in the Notre Dame market. Check out irishrealty.net to find out more. Uh, Tim, how about Audric Estime hitting 1,000 yards rushing this season? Um, I mean, he had a, a strong game. I still don't love Notre Dame running them late like they do, but, um, you know, as long as he's not getting hurt, it's fine. But um, just kind of you know, fourth quarter, he's getting six carries or something, seven carries when the game's, you know, Notre Dame's up 40. But uh, 22 attempts, 150 yards and a touchdown for Roger Gressemay. It's 1,000 yards on the season. No, that's huge. Yeah, 2,000 over 2,000 for his career, putting him in, what, the top 15-ish or so of just hitting 2,000 I think is pretty awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I know people, you know, have comment by Estime. Some, I mean, he's, just, he's the battering ram. He was hammering it a little bit. The other guys – you know, love man. There's one play with love though. Real quick play. He, it's only a couple yards, but once again, like phase on those dudes, man. When they just keep getting a little bigger, a little faster, a little stronger, uh, explode. They got some energy, but uh, no, it was nice to see estimate had some powerful, powerful runs, and uh, the one TFL, like I said, was not. It was just a miscommunication with Ashton Craig and Pat Coogan on a on a scoop block to the left. Uh, I think the only time he really got stuffed today. So good physical overall solid game out of him. Uh, but folks, I, I post about this on our message board, blue and gold.com. Chris, Chris Conover says, this isn't impressive at all. They should do this. We want, we want this to be the way we play against actual good teams. Listen, That's you can poo poo and, you know, be like, Oh, I only want to see this against the good teams. You can be glass half full. That is your right. But I think it's also okay to be excited when Notre Dame wins by 38 points. I, I really do think either is fine. I personally will you am more optimistic and 
You know, I, I just think that that is just, you can call it realist or whatever you want. I just think that's a miserable way to live is just think, oh, well, you know, and that's what they should do. Or I, I that's just yeah. not me. Um, that's but, the first thing. Yeah. That's the first thing I said is like, yeah, exactly. That's what you should do. And that's what they have they done. And they have done that against these teams this year. They have outplayed them. They have handled them with ease this year. There hasn't been a, a Stanford. There hasn't, there hasn't been. been. That's, there that's hasn't, a- against these teams that are unranked. I know Clemson was unranked, but it's still freaking Clemson. As it's Clemson on today. the road. Yeah. Clemson on, exactly. But they have handled all, all of these teams. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to be angry, they didn't score 72 points today, go ahead. I mean, it's, all right. Uh, it's still football. Lou, yep, Lou Holtz and Thunderbolts, $5 Super Chat. Thank you very much. He says, good W, but I think Sam Hartman isn't com- – is, er, I don't think Sam Hartman is comfortable throwing the ball against good teams, footwork all over the place, delayed throws, and balls in her thrown. Yeah, I mean, that, Tim, like, think, like the second talking point for me is like, what do you learn about this game? And there's really not a whole lot. Like you learn some things about like Flores and Faison. Uh, maybe even Angeli a little bit. Ashton Craig. We'll talk about the offensive yep. line next. Um, awesome. So you learn some things about the old guys. But I mean, Hartman is who he is. Um, at this point, like critiquing him, like he played really well today. Um, but I, I think we just know who he is. When he has time, he will dice you apart. Um, and and his receivers are open. He he will find those. Like he'll he'll dice you apart. But when he's under pressure, like he was early, like I think he had Merriweather for a touchdown. There's a free rusher on him hit him like in the ball sailed inside like he just kind of is what he is um so i mean he might get one more good team he's not going to play a great team in stanford next week um and then we'll see who notre dame gets in the bowl game um but yeah like i'm not gonna i don't think we should spend too much time on sam because you know again he played well but he just kind of is what he is at this point exactly and if anything they a lot of the stuff we saw today you kind of want to scream where in the world you know you know where's it been it's like some of the RPOs, like the very first play against Louisville. Uh, someone mentions Louisville game. It's like, boom, the first play, boom, quick out RPO. He he could sling those. I call them the Jack Cone plays because that's what Jack was so successful with when Tommy Reese figured out what to do with him, and he was just dicing, moving the ball all over the place those last six, seven games. And Hartman could throw outs. Hartman is good as we saw in play action. We saw the rollout, the boots. I mean, heck, how about, how about the sprint out? He hits Tyree for almost 30 yards, and Tyree just, you know, the, he doesn't hold it right at the end. That's a hell of a throw and catch. It's right there. So, and that's on a rollout to his left, throwing opposite his shoulder. So, yeah, I still think that was a catch. I think that was a catch. But. Oh, that kills me. He's fully down. I know they use all that. It's going back to the, my God, who's the Cowboy guy for crying out loud against the Packers. Where they don't get the touchdown. Des Bryant was it? Des Bryant? Who, yeah, Des Bryant. Yes, that's the fit. No, it was the Packers in the playoffs where he catches oh, it. I'm thinking, yeah, 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 on the left sideline. Yeah, yeah. Touches a, a grass of blade, and they say no catch. It felt like kind of that because he come down, rolled. I get it. I, I get they overanalyzed it, but that's a hell of a throw to his left. I thought Hartman did. I thought Hartman did a lot of good things today, and some. If you want to say his feet's not set. He ain't painting Manning people. It's like, let's get real. He's not that. He's good, solid co- college quarterback who, as they showed those graphics at the end of the year, what is he, fifth, fourth? I still don't care about touchdowns? that. I no, no, but I'm just saying that. still numbers. It's like, I think the leader is what? It's a data point. No, it's a data yeah. point. He, he passed Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan was a modern-day guy out of uh, Orange County, obviously. Colt Brennan threw the ball 106 times every game at Hawaii. So he's going to have a lot of touchdowns. So I get all that, but heck, man, he, next went year. Old, he went against his old his old team, and he played damn good football. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Lou Holtz, Thunderbolts. Thank you for the five dollars super chat. People are talking about Pac-12 Network in the in the chat. How you watch the Stanford game? Um, Pac-12 Network is the worst. Um, enjoy that. Uh, but yeah, Bub says um, you can get a seven day uh trial on fubu fubo fubo tv so that's what i think what i'll be doing um so uh yeah tim uh another okay actually offensive line so um zeke Carell ruled out before the game like moments before the game so craig starts at center and then uh rocco spindler was announced that he had um you know a, a knee injury it's not like a a full tear so he'll, he sh- i think that he might be back in the spring um i can't remember yeah, okay, so Spiller will be back, back in the spring. And yeah, so Billy Shrouth 
started at right guard. So what do you think about the offensive line? I mean, once again, solid. You know, a couple little – it's more of a communication thing. I think a couple of their mistakes I saw were just – when I rewound it real quick, you know, before the next play, it was just like a little bit of communication here and there. Other than that, those guys those guys play good football. Now, Wake's defense is not, you know, top 30 and top 25 in the country, but they've been efficient. So, you know, today is only, I think, the most points they've given up all year. I think Wake – I think Florida State scored 40 against them and then Notre Dame, so that's it. They've only given up, I think, 30 a couple times this year. So they've held – heck, Clemson only got 15, 17 against them in a low-scoring teens game. Um, they got some dudes. Their D-line could get after it. They have one guy with, like, double-digit sacks, TFLs. I thought those guys played really well. I'm dying to go back and rewatch it and slow-mo and dissect a little bit with Ashton Craig to see how he worked. Coogan did some good things. Coogan's – I mean, Coogan's been solid. Uh, I mean, I've said it a million times. I don't care what anyone says. Those guards were replacing two mainstays. and I mean, Josh Lug and Jared Patterson at guard. Those yeah. guys have played a billion snaps at Notre Dame. I thought they played really good. I thought Billy – what Billy offers more than Rocco, Rocco is a tank, man, just thick as hell. But Billy's got a, a get-off. He's got a, a quicker twitch off the ball. So keep giving him reps, get him you know stronger and whatnot. I don't think those guys are going to leave the starting lineup. I, I think those are going to be the guys. I hate to say it. I hate to be a bad guy. Um I really hope Ashton Craig starts against Stanford and gives him a whole nother game under his belt. Um, I'm sure Zeke will be back and he's the starter, but man, Ashton, Ashton Craig's going to be a three-year starter. 24, yep. 25. Yeah. He, he's going to be, because he's got a red shirt. So he's a red shirt freshman. Both those guys are red shirt freshmen. So they're going to be three-year starters, Billy I like and uh, Ashton Craig. Um, Tyler Horka tweeted this out. I thought this was really good. Um, says Notre Dame at home in 2023. You had a 50-63 win against Tennessee State, 41-17 win over Central Michigan. You had the 17-14 loss against Ohio State, and then 48-20 over USC, 58-7 Pitt, 45-7 Wake Forest. He says the Irish outscored opponents 262-71 and had a 5-1 record. Of course, this is at home. Nearly perfect, if not for the late-game blunders against the Buckeyes. Um, uh, and yeah, going back to that point, who did Notre Dame lose to at home last year? Marshall and Stanford. So that's why I just think both the like remember both were like 18, 20 point favorite games, too. And they and they, you know, went to bed, so to speak. It's a good reminder, like you know, just so, like, enjoy the wins, guys. I mean, you can do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. Uh, but I will uh I'll, I'll enjoy the wins. Man, did North there's no shot, right? So UCLA beat up on you uh USC. Are you serious final? that Florida? Yeah, 38-20. Oh, man. There's no shot that Florida lost. The North Alabama? No. You guys – Hold on. What's what going on? What are you guys on, talking man? about? Hey, you look up that score. I, w- I want to talk 30 seconds with Joel Alt. I got As people know. I got to stop reading chat. Barry, you're killing me. What are you talking Lord, about? You know, uh, you know, Joel Alt, Lombardi Award finalist, Outland Trophy semifinalist was announced this week. The finals for the Outland will be announced in a couple weeks. The hold he had. How the oh. hell is that holding when he pancakes okay. again? Tim, let so, me interrupt you. So, yeah, North Alabama is beating Florida State 13 to 0. They're, they did not beat them, oh, but they're beating. Oh, North Alabama is up on Florida State right now. That's wild. College football, man. College football. <laughs> it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, yeah, that's, that's wild. So, hey. Yeah, those are some nice scores that Horka posted. That it's it's the Ohio State game, man. The whole yeah. season was right there. That was the four game tune up. Ohio State didn't finish the job, um, and then um, obviously I call Louisville the ambush, which it was the way that thing ended. And it, it's you know what, you get the nine and three. At the end of the day, I. You know, which is interesting because about ninety percent, I would say, of Notre Dame fans all said ten and two. Nine and three kick. Nine and three feels like a kick in the pants. It just does. Yeah, it does. You know, it the does. Fact that you don't have a New Year's six right there, and it was close. Didn't get to it. And um, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's a kick. It's a kick. A bit. Thoughts on on Jared Parker today? I mean, assessment of Jared Parker. I mean, we we, we talked about this a lot on Wednesday, but what do you think about him today? The play calling seemed good, but it. 
it it the thing is like yes it was good because things worked you know like that's kind of my thing about like it it's not just on one person for the offense to hum um but i mean they definitely um you know the i love the 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 play action um you know it took some i thought they pushed the ball downfield a little bit more it was it was was good overall though but again it's it is wake forest um so it's kind of a you know back and forth there oh yeah i mean even the you know the couple you know the two drives they had to punt was just like it's more sloppy offensive play and and not the call outside of the pain the two times pain gets the ball on third and long running him just drives me nuts so that's that's just me i'm not a fan of that the running back rotation kills me sometimes uh price goes in there and gets destroyed um, one of the ones Hartman either got sacked or got rid of the ball late. Um, sometimes just play your best player until you can't play him. But that's just a few things like that. Um, I mean, but, you know, the boots, the rolls, a lot of this are things we – it's like, why didn't you do some of this at times this year, right? Yeah. Uh, one, one thing we did not see today is all the pinning in the Poland, all the Polands that they've done a million times this year. So that was nice. They really stuck to inside zone and duo a ton of that. And um, so that, you know, that was nice. Now a lot of, except for the one time they pulled was when Payne got destroyed on a, they ran old school counter with uh, Billy and Fisher, old counter yeah. trade from the Redskin days. But uh, other than that, it, it was fine. A, a, you know, like I said, my big thing going into this game was the first down, the, you know, the plays, the, the positives, they had a positive, low on first down today and that what moves the chain and gives you chances to go down and make plays and that's what they did all right uh wrapping up chris says mike and tim this is a nine and three senior laden squad yes. with the best transfer quarterback what's next year going to be seven or eight wins maybe that team will be super young cute quarterback will be experienced i um, don't disagree i i mean we'll see i mean we got to see well the thing is it's even more than the quarterback to me it's the defense you lose Mills and Cross and Javante Jean Baptiste and all of your linebackers and Cam Hart. Does X go pro? The defense yeah. is the bigger concern for me. Um, so people are talking about J- Jordan Travis injury. Uh, that that that's that's that sucks for uh oh, for wow. the Seminoles. Um, oh, but yeah, Tim, you want to touch on that? Um, yeah, I mean, let's just. Well, I mean, next year is going to go into year three. We've talked a billion times about a lot of young guys that are playing good football that are obviously going to come back uh, QB. You got to figure out, but that's going to be, I think every year until they got a guy that takes the reins and he's the dude for three years, yeah. you know, you know, until he's the next Ian book for a couple, you know, who had it for three years. Kaiser had it for a couple years, you know, obviously Golson Reese, you know, the Clausen, Brady Quinn, Notre Dame's in a, in a little period right now where they don't have that unless someone steps up and takes it for 2024 moving forward. So it has been a little adjustment period at the QB spot, but um, they got some dudes, they got some speed. I don't think you can look here at November 18th and say, Oh, next year, seven wins. They really only got three big games. You know, you got your USC, your Florida state, your A&M to start, which is going to have a new coach. So, you know, a new coach means inspiration, hype game one at A&M. Those guys are going to play with their, Tails on fire. Louisville will be that fourth team, but it's at Notre Dame. They got to find the quarterback position. We got some young guys, get a couple of these young freshmen step up. And then the key for Marcus Freeman and, and his uh, recruiting group is the transfers. Are you going to yeah. get a Baptiste? Are you going to get a Harper? Are you going to get a Hartman again? Are you going to get meaning guys with experience that could come in and play? And, and that's going to be the thing we know is, they're going to get five, six, seven, eight of these guys, right? How many of them are going to come in? Heck, Ford scored a touchdown today. He's a transfer. Yeah. That was a hell of it. I'm not talking about play design. That was a hell of a play design right there because Wake was totally confused. So it's going to be the transfer portal, which you could replace guys quick, as we've seen Notre Dame do. So I think next year's team, I think you go into the season saying nine and three and take it from there. Can't, which is that a downturn? Who knows, right? I think, but I think you got to, I think after two years with Freeman, I think we need to chill with the 11 and one talk and things of that nature. Just say nine and three and let's see how it goes. Yeah. Tim, what, what did we all say? Like when Freeman was hired, we're like, we are tired 
and I say we is like a, a lot of Notre, fan, yes. Notre Dame fans. We keep winning ten. We keep getting these ten win seasons. Great, great, great. But I want the national title. I want the next guy. I'll take lumps with Freeman if that means his recruiting is going to be at a higher level than Kelly. I'll take some lumps with Freeman if he's going to push us over that ledge to get a national title. Now, a lot of people on the message board and whatnot are already jumping off the bandwagon. So, like, we this is kind of what Notre Dame community asked for. Um, so that's, uh, I mean, this is kind of what it's been. Tim, I'm, I, I love you, Tim. I'm going to have to cut you off for making that statement because, um, I am currently, I don't know. I don't, I, I think I've told you this, Tim, but my wife and I are involved in foster care and we are currently doing respite care, which means we are like babysitting for a one, one year old, four year old and five year old. So I got to go help with, uh, to get these kids to bed. Um, uh, but Vinny's dad, $5 super chat. I said, I, he says, I discovered you guys in Goolsby late last year. Thanks for always bringing it pre and post game. Don't know how I enjoyed the Irish before you. Well, Vinny's dad, oh, thank you. is that a first time super chat Vinny's dad? If so, bro, hang out with us all the time. I would love to see you. Um, in air the, horn, in chat air horn. Yep. <laughs> wow. Throwback Vinny? there. I, yeah, the air horn for have... Vinny. Thank you, Vinny. That's a great uh, compliment. Thank you. Maybe that little dance pop in there. I don't. I don't. I don't have it like I used to. I got you. Um, I got since, you. But Vinny's dad. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jonesy, last super chat, and then uh, we're signing off. He says, sure. "Good evening, Tim and Singh. Um, you guys clean up well. Well, thank you, Jonesy. Anyone else do a double take and think Tommy Reese was back at quarterback and Jelly is a spitting." Uh, image of Reese with his helmet on. Is he? I mean, yeah, they're about the same height. Um, yeah. I don't know. Angeli throws a, a, a pretty pass, man. I mean, Tom, I mean, Tommy threw some touchdowns. He had some seat. He had some games where he could sling the damn thing all over the place. You know, yeah. they call him turnover Tommy because he had some big fumbles against Michigan a couple, an eleven and a and a the thirteen game. That's what I remember from him. But he had some good games overall. But yeah, hey. Excited to see Angeli. He's going to be in the running, right? It is going to be an intense, intense yeah. competition at quarterback next year. You yeah. got school guys around them, so that's the good thing. Unless they do bring in just like the baller of baller in the transfer portal, like a no-brain starter, like no-brainer, I think it's going to be a wide-open competition. Um, like they handed it to Hartman right away this 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 season. I don't expect them to do that uh, with this upcoming one. I think it's going to be a real competition between all the guys. Like, And we haven't really seen that before. Like the Cone year, it was Jack Cone. Yes. The Buckner versus Pine year last year, everyone knew it was going to be Buckner. Um, we'll see who they bring in. Um, who knows? Maybe they change their mind and don't even bring anyone. I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm assuming they will, but I, I think it's going to be a real competition. I think, um, you know, whoever they bring in, they're going to learn from, um, what they did with Hartman and kind of guaranteeing the job. I, th I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to, um, tell the new guy like, Hey, this is not, you're not, we're not handing you this job. You got to go win it. I think they're going to be upfront with that. Um, and we'll see where it goes from there. So, like I said, I got to go uh, help my wife uh, put some kids to bed. Appreciate you all uh, for watching tonight's show. Notre Dame 45-7 win over Wake Forest. Hit that thumbs up. Before you get out of here, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, of course, folks, as always, we will catch you next time.